0: Introducing the new way to play daily fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where daily fantasy sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time, make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for the NBA, PGA, and the NFL. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. Our focus remains on depleted backfields on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever. Depending on when you're listening to this, and welcome into fantasy football in 15 for Wednesday, September 23rd, the start of a new week in the football world. As we talked about last week, football really runs like Wednesday to Tuesday. So, welcome to Week Three. I am Michael Beller. I am joined by Derek Van Riper. D.V.R. How you doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. Glad we didn't get another rash of injuries to, uh, to have to break down. At least we're talking more about X's and O's and uh, distribution of targets and workloads.
0: Yeah, that definitely feels a little bit better, a little bit more fun, although we're going to start in a situation that has been created because of not only an injury, but the biggest injury on the board. Of course, I am referring to Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. We got an answer to who is going to be most likely the leading replacement in New York for Saquon, and it is someone who just signed with the team yesterday, Devontae Freeman signing on the dotted line with the New York Giants, so clearly this is a move that would only happen for player and team if he was ultimately going to lead this backfield. I think it's going to take a while, though, Derek, right? We saw it with Leonard Fournette, and we're still seeing it play out with Leonard Fournette. It does look like he is getting very close to being the guy for Tampa, although Ronald Jones is making enough of a case to remain involved in the offense. That's going to happen for Devontae Freeman as well, but I don't think it's going to happen right away. I think at least in Week 3 we still see plenty of Deion Lewis, and Wayne Gallman, and even going forward, I think at least Deion Lewis is going to remain involved in this backfield. So if you are out there and you're in a league where you are still waiting for your waivers to run and you can still make claims, to me, this is not an empty-the-fab situation, not a smash the piggy bank situation for Devontae Freeman. I'm more in the keep-em-honest sort of bid range unless I did lose uh, Saquon or I lost Christian McCaffrey, and I'm absolutely desperate at this running back position.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like... Devonte Freeman ugh, more than Wayne Gallman. Obviously, the Giants do. Sure, it, <laughs> Probably more than Daryl Henderson because he got three backs there, and I think he's potentially third more often than not. I, mean, I could see Freeman being a pain for Deion Lewis, too. I could see Freeman being the early down back and getting some pass-catching opportunities. He's shown in the past he's more than capable of doing that. The efficiency really dropped off last year, though, for Freeman. What's left? Is he actually that much better than Wayne Gallman would have been? I think it's a fair question to ask. So it's probably 8 to 10% of a budget at most for Devontae Freeman because I don't think you're necessarily getting the player we really appreciated from a fantasy perspective four and five years ago in Atlanta. It's been a long time since he's had per-game production at that sort of late first-round sort of level.
0: Yeah, it really has been. And he's a name brand. He's someone who is going to be very popular, I'm sure. Uh, When we look at the, uh, you and I are recording this on Tuesday late afternoon, early evening, depending on how you look at the clock. Um, When we look at our waiver bids for leagues that process waivers on Tuesday, it's going to be high bids that win him. And for leagues that are coming on Wednesday, if you still are able to put bids in, you're going to have to have a high one to get him because he's a name brand. But you really do have to go all the way back to 2016 to find his last huge year, 1,079 yards on the ground, 462 yards through the air, and 13 total touchdowns. The next year in 2017, he gave you a good season, 7 touchdowns and 865 yards rushing, 317 yards on the air, and added one more score. So that's a good year, not a great year. Then in 2018, he played just two games because of injury, and then last year, you talked about the uh, reduced efficiency for Devontae Freeman a season ago, just 3.6 yards per carry, did get north of 1,000 total yards from scratch scrimmage ahead six touchdowns so There is still a role for him to play. I just don't think you are automatically going to be looking at Devontae Freeman as an RB1. He is going to probably be the Giants' RB1, but I think he is comfortably outside the RB1 class. And in fact, if you told me that I had to bet on him being a fringe RB1 or an RB3 the rest of the season, I would pretty comfortably go RB3. To me, best case scenario for Devontae Freeman is a low-end RB2 who you feel decent about starting most weeks but never ever really great about.
1: Yeah, and I think, this goes back to something we talked about when we first learned about the Barkley injury. I think the boost in value goes to the passing game. I think yep. this is an offense now that might be able to support more pass catchers than it could sustain when Barkley was healthy. So it's a situation I don't love. I think you do have to at least keep the rest of your league honest. If you're desperate, you can bid a bit more. But I agree with what you said up top. It's not a smash. the fab piggy bank situation.
0: Yeah, there are going to be better players coming down the line, so I wouldn't go too crazy for Devontae Freeman. 8 to 10 percent, what you said, I think that's probably in line. I would maybe even say more like 6 to 8 percent, but of course, that's going to change depending on your needs. That's a sort of a vacuum, all uh, one size fits all sort of bid, is where I am thinking with Devontae Freeman. Let's move on. Uh, We recorded our uh, Tuesday episode before the Monday night game kicked off, so we were unable to touch on the game that Traquan Smith had, and I think it is something that does warrant our attention. Traquan Smith going for 86 yards on five catches and seven targets. Did nearly all that damage in the first half when he got four balls for 80 yards, really did look like he was on his way to a monster game. And then uh, the Saints offense really went into the tank in the second half. Unless you're invested in Alvin Kamara, you were probably pretty upset with how that offense looked uh, after halftime in the loss to the Raiders. But the big news of Traquan Smith wasn't just the numbers that he put up, but the fact that he basically had the Michael Thomas role, and we just assumed that with what he had done previously in his, in his career and you know, his skill set, that he was going to still be that big, deep, stretch-the-field sort of guy. Emmanuel Sanders, with his skill set, was going to fill that Michael Thomas role, and that just was not the case Whatsoever, I think that says a lot of things about multiple players. I think it says first of all that the Saints think Traquan Smith is their next best receiver behind Emmanuel Sanders, skill sets be damned. I think it says number two because Traquan Smith is our best receiver behind uh, behind Michael Thomas, excuse me, since he is our second best receiver on this roster, and since Drew Brees can't really get the ball deep downfield, we need to find ways to get the ball into his hands. I think Drew Brees' arm strength becomes something that we need to consider in the fantasy community for the rest of the season. I think Traquan Smith, and I was dogging him, I was dogging our guy Jake Seeley, so my apologies to Traquan, my apologies to Jake. I think Traquan Smith now is firmly on the start radar so long as Michael Thomas is out.
1: In leagues where he's available, do you like him more than the running backs we've been talking about?
0: Uh, Gosh, that's a good question. I think... I don't, I don't like him more – I was really selling Devontae Freeman, but there's – you know, you have to leave room in your thinking for yourself being wrong, and so I don't think I like him more than, uh, than Devontae Freeman. I don't like him more than Daryl Henderson. I do think I like him more than the rest of the running backs, though. I think that's where I would put him. I would put Daryl Henderson as the number one guy on waivers this week, and then I would probably go Freeman next. I like McKinnon, but it looks like it's just going to be a short-term thing, so I think I would put Traquan
1: right there wherever he's available. I think I like Mike Davis the most, and I think Traquan, if you believe in what you saw Monday night, is probably second because all those other backfields are so messy in terms of how the touches are likely to be distributed. I'm stunned by this because I had high expectations for Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know if I want to abandon them just based on this game, but I mean, Jared Cook had five targets. He pulled in a TD. They do spread the ball around to some third and fourth type options as well, so you're always kind of worried about that. What happens with Traquan Smith, though, and Emmanuel Sanders for that matter, and their target workloads once Michael Thomas eventually comes back? Is it far enough away where you don't have to worry about it? You know, you deal with that next month. Like, that's honestly, that's probably a, a good way to approach the problem.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably true. I mean, I do think that we're probably not going to see Michael Thomas definitely for at least one more game, maybe for two or three more games. And I think that, you know, in in fantasy football, we really do need to embrace some sort of short-term thinking. So I think you should be okay with that. And I agree that uh, there could be some concerns with Trae Smith once Michael Thomas does come back. This is looking like an offense that maybe has room for Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, and that's it when everyone is healthy. But I think that is a problem that you deal with in two or three weeks, and you don't really worry about it right now. And I I do think that Emmanuel Sanders might look droppable. I think you could be already this week, and I think after next week, if we don't see more activity for him, then he is definitely droppable, because if he's not doing anything without Michael Thomas, it's hard to get excited about him when Michael Thomas is back in the fold.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still talking about a guy, too. Emmanuel Sanders, eight targets now through two games, so it wasn't just one bad game on Monday night it's two underwhelming games to start the season in a situation that looked really good so I think you do have to be concerned about Sanders even with Michael Thomas out and once Thomas comes back you know this whole situation could fall apart for the reasons that you mentioned all right well hopefully
0: this doesn't fall apart for the entire Saints offense and hopefully things aren't falling apart for you on your body if they are manscaped is here to help you out, they're here to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way that you like to gamble on football. Lawn Mower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light right there on it. Get 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com theathletic. That's 20% off with free shipping when you go to manscaped.com slash theathletic. Erectile dysfunction to talk about really isn't an easy thing. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves or throw out lame excuses. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple and discreet. Go to getroman.com/football15 today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com/football15, getroman.com/football15. All right. I referenced Jarek McKinnon, excuse me, a little bit earlier. Uh, He is likely to start in week three. Raheem Mostert not expected to miss much time. The 49ers confirming that on Tuesday, but almost certainly is going to miss week three. So let's say you did grab Jarek McKinnon in waivers. Is he an auto start for you against the Giants this week?
1: Yeah, it might be one and done, and depending on the type of league, if it's a really deep league with full PPR, you know, maybe there's enough still there for him even after Mostert gets back into the equation. But I love this matchup. I think San Francisco, even with Nick Mullins at quarterback, is going to run the ball pretty much at will against that Giants defense. It's the Giants defense that I think we're going to pick on all year, both in season long and in fantasy. So, uh, really, when you're bidding on McKinnon and kind of stacking him up against those other running backs, he definitely makes sense for a slightly larger bid than pretty much everybody but Davis, for me, if you have that immediate sort of need. Uh, whereas I think even Henderson, even Lewis, like they're probably sharing this week. McKinnon probably sharing a bit less of that workload, and he has that positive game script. Uh, we definitely have
0: a difference of opinion on Daryl Henderson. Talk about that right around the corner. First, though, just some few a few news items. Blake Bortles signed with the Broncos. Jeff Driscoll's going to get the first crack at starting, and Blake Bortles, I would bet, never starts a game for the Broncos, but clearly they need someone else with Drew Locke. Expected to miss three to five weeks with his shoulder injury, so Bortles now the new backup in Denver. Justin Herbert, we talked about his stream worthiness on Tuesday's episode should he get the start in Week 3, and things are looking as though he will get that start in Week 3 against Carolina, so you and I agreed, looking somewhere in that QB 20, QB 22 range, definitely a stream possibility. Isaac Sumalo going on IR for the Eagles. This team just cannot get healthy. Up front. This is not a needle mover in the way Lane Johnson is, and they did get Lane Johnson back last week. But now, yet again, this team is looking at starting three reserve offensive linemen into this week three game and this is an 0-2 team, a team that just hasn't been able to get things right offensively. They can little afford to lose someone like Samalo, but they are going to be without him for at least the next three weeks because of a knee injury. Let's get on to that Rams backfield. Malcolm Brown actually had surgery on Tuesday for a fractured pinky. Not expected to cost him any time. He should be back at practice ready to go uh, for Sunday's big game with the Buffalo Bills. A couple of 2-0 and teams getting together in LA and Buffalo, but uh, Cam Akers, Likely to miss this game. Uh, we have now word. We've been calling it just a rib cage injury. You know, kind of vague to start things off. But uh, Rams announced on Tuesday that he has separated cartilage. Whatever the heck that means in his rib cage, he is unlikely to go on Sunday. So this is this team's looking likely at a backfield. With Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown active, I think Daryl Henderson's an easy start. Even against Buffalo, I think you want Daryl Henderson in your lineup this week. And I really think he can run away with this backfield. Even though we know all three guys are going to be involved, I can see a scenario in which he gets 60% of the touches. And with that backfield, with that offense, with his skill set, I think 60% could turn him into a very productive running back. What do you say on him for just
1: this week? I think he fits more into the McKinnon mindset where I'm more aggressive, where I have an immediate need and not as interested where I'm playing the long game because I don't think his season long value is going to be that high. You know, eventually Akers ribs will heal. Maybe that's going to take a few weeks. He will have a role. Maybe it's a complimentary role. And then I think Malcolm Brown showed us in week one, he's a threat here too. I just don't like a three headed monster situation at running back. And I think Sean McVay, Wants to mix and match personnel as effectively as he can. He does it in the passing game just like he does on the ground. So I would go McKinnon over Daryl Henderson for this week. And maybe there's a little more appeal with Henderson in the next couple of weeks given the situations overall. But I'm still looking at 10-12% of my fab budget probably at most for those situations.
0: All right, we're running out of time here, but I just have to ask, why do you hate Daryl Henderson so much? What do you ever do to
1: you? <laughs> I think I got <laughs> burned by him so many places last year that I, I don't know if they actually like him that much. I think they're playing him right now because they have to. That's, that's where the, the short-term interest lies, but that long-term skepticism is. All right, Derek. Well, we'll revisit
0: this certainly next week, depending on how Henderson does. I'll be sure to put it high in a show if he does well and maybe bury it uh, down later in a show if he doesn't do so well. But, again, that's really the big game of the early slate. Rams and Bills in Buffalo should be a good one. Hopefully this was a good one of Fantasy Football in 15 for all of you out there. We're going to wrap things up here. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever possible. And if you are not yet a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get yourselves in the door for just $1 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash footballin15 to do so. For DVR, I am Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 we will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great day.